So this afternoon, we're with uh, Gene Tanner, author of a brand new book called The Dragon Lectures, sharing with us a little bit about that book, uh, also about behind the story of the, the whole book. I personally found it fascinating, but before we dive into it, Gene, just give us a quick background of where you grew up and your ministry up to this point. I'm a Gary, Indiana kid, and I have been pastoring Valparaiso Nazarene Church. I pastored it for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Before that, I pastored in Virginia and Ohio. But I am now emeritus. When I was time to retire, they asked me to stay on, and I'm part of the leadership team. I'm part of the meetings. I do the calling. So I'm still very active in the church, but it's freed me up to go out and do speaking, and it's freed me up to uh, pursue other things while still being part of the team at, at Valparaiso Nazarene. When I picked up this book, I immediately was attracted to the cover. The cover is more of, a, I, I thought, this is some kind of fictional, uh, medieval-type story that we're going to hear about. And to, to my surprise, it was completely different. The book is called The Dragon Lectures. How did the premise of this come about? During COVID, I, I did what a lot of people do. I, I did some reading. One of my all-time favorite books is C.S. Lewis' Screwtape Letters. Yeah. And you know the basic premise. Screwtape is an advanced demon. His nephew, Wormwood, is going out, and he's training him how to tempt human beings. As I read it, I thought it was published in 1942. It's exactly 80 years old. As I read it, it's relevant. I mean, C.S. Lewis. Yeah. And yet it's not completely relevant. I kept thinking the culture's changed. The world has changed. I wondered if I would do a sermon, but I didn't like that idea. It just hit me. I began jotting down what I think should be said today. How is Satan tempting us today? Mm -hmm. How is he using our culture? How is he using addictions? How is he using even the church? What are all the things he's using against us today that's different? It almost became a God thing. I had a sheet of paper. I would wake up at night and think of something else and write it down. Mm-hmm. And before I knew it, I, I had this manuscript. I did some research. I thought, well, I'm going to just see what happens. In researching, I found Trilogy was a very large publisher of Christian materials. I contacted them. I said, do you take brand new manuscripts from unknown authors? And they kind of said no, but they said, send it in. And to my surprise, they contacted me back and said, yes, we would like to publish this book. And I went through their process it's a fascinating process, but then I made two requests. I wanted it short. I wanted it to be designed to be read in one time, not, not yeah. a long, long book. And after three painful edits, we got it under 70 pages. I wanted inexpensive because I really believed it's kind of a God thing in this thing. People that read it, they'll think of somebody else who should read it. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be a $30 book where they couldn't buy it for them. So it came out $11.99. They contacted me and said, Amazon picked it up. Walmart picked it up. Barnes and Noble picked it up. It's on all these websites. And I feel like the Lord has just opened the door and it's taken a life of its own. It's very positive. It's exciting. But it's basically Satan is the dragon, of course. Yeah. It is the University of Hades. It's, it's incoming freshmen. And he is instructing these freshmen what you're going to learn at our school, how you tempt human beings, how you attack them, where you attack them. It's the game plan. Yeah. And the book ends with the story of Elisha that is very relevant to this and how we defeat all of those temptations. I, I think it's relevant because I really feel like the Lord laid it on my heart, and he was giving me these ideas faster than I can write them. Mm-hmm. Well, the approach I found fascinating of having Satan talking to the incoming students who are demons at this point, what he does is he really, he's holding up a mirror to our society today and showing them exactly how the plan works and what he is attacking that many times, even within the church, we know it, but you put it in such a way that you're like, oh my goodness, I really, I really didn't think about that that way. 
when I read the book, I immediately thought of people that need to read this book. They need to read this. I think it's very relevant for today's culture. So since the book has been published, what's been happening since then? It's taken a life of its own. The publishers contacted me and said, what we're finding is someone who buys the book comes back and buys it again. A friend of mine sent me an email and said, I bought one for my entire family. Just want you to know I bought six. My intent was make it short and inexpensive because I really did believe if somebody read the book, it's going to be laid on their heart. Who needs to read this was under this particular attack. And that's exactly what's happened. People that have bought the book have turned around and bought it again and bought it again and, and bought it again. It, it, I think it's called mushrooming to where it has just continued to sell itself. Somebody else buys it for somebody else who buys it for somebody else. The Lord, I think, is speaking through the book because it's so obvious what Satan's doing. And in doing that, they're reading it and saying, I know who I want to read this book. I'm not going to loan it. It's only 12 bucks. They ought to just go ahead and buy the thing. <laughs> Reading the book, and, and there's several chapters, of course, that are these, these lectures that Satan is delivering to the incoming freshmen. As you read them, you haven't got the last chapter yet. And as you read them, you probably become more and more depressed as that mirror of society is now shown into your face. But then the final chapter comes. And the final chapter is basically, yeah, all this is their plan and their strategy. And in many parts of our society, it's working but we still win. Yes, if, if all we do is talk about what Satan's doing and how he's doing it, we haven't done anything. We haven't helped anybody. Right. Defining the enemy has a purpose, but unless we say, and therefore, here's what we do, that's the most important part of the book. We do the first couple of chapters to lay out what he's doing so we're not naive. Mm -hmm. Naivety is an enemy, and we believe that's just the way things are. We know that's not the way things are. It's the way Satan's working them, and he owns our culture. I make the point in the book that Satan is the owner of our culture. At the temptation of Jesus, he offered all the kingdoms of the world, and Jesus doesn't correct them because they're his now, temporarily. He's on a short leash, but he's running wild. And so after we define, here's what he's doing and how he's doing it, let's have our eyes open. Let's not be naive. Let's not be foolish. If we stop the book there, we haven't helped anybody. In sports, you have the game plan of the enemy, but then you have your game plan, and therefore, here's what we're going to do. And the story of Elisha, and a particular event in his life lays out specifically, therefore, here's what we do today. Elisha's event is incredibly relevant to everything Satan's doing in our culture, in our time, using addictions, using even the church, using our allies, using things that we don't think he's using. He's incredibly effective. I make the point of all the terms for Satan and all the words that is used to describe Satan. The word that is never used is stupid. Right. He's not stupid. He has a perverted wisdom, so we have to be alert. And I think the Bible in just 68 pages says, here's what he's doing, and therefore here's what we're going to do. And the comments I've had back, I've had a Bible study come back and say, we're using your book for our Bible study, mm -hmm. particularly because of the last chapter. We're leaving encouraged but alert. I think that's what the Lord laid on my heart, an attitude of encouraged at the same time alert. A sleeping church is really an enemy of us. Mm -hmm. It hurts us if we're not alert. And he loves it if we just stay asleep. Right. We're talking with Gene Tanner, author of a new book called The Dragon Lectures. You know, as I read this book, Gene, I visually saw this unfolding in my head. You see Satan up there. Maybe he's in front of a podium teaching these students, his yes. incoming demons to hell. When one of those students asks a question, and it happens several times in the book, Satan gets angry. Use all caps as he responds to this student, you know, what, what, don't question that, you know, this is the way it's supposed to be. 
visually I'm seeing this unfold in my head as this happens. I also notice that Satan will not say the name of God or say the name of Jesus. No, I list all the names of God and the names of Jesus, and I make the point Satan never says that because the names of Jesus are praise names. The names of God, El Anon, El Shaddai, all that, Jehovah Jireh, they're all praise names. And Satan cannot do that. So he refers to God as the one on that throne. He refers to Jesus as the one on that cross. And even the demons, I have them asking questions. There are obvious questions that someone would ask when Satan makes that statement. I show Satan's anger at the question, and then he responds. Mm-hmm. Having that dialogue, I think, keeps the reader interested in what's going on. It's, it's not just a soliloquy. Right. It's a dialogue between him and the demons, and they're encouraged to ask questions, but when they do, he gets aggravated because the questions are sensible questions, and he makes the point, we're not interested in truth. He makes the point, truth does not have feelings. We like to begin with our feelings and then create our truth. Truth is truth. Truth doesn't have feelings. Right. And so when they begin to question those things, and when they begin to question things like tolerance, what is tolerance? When they begin to ask the obvious questions, I think there are questions that people might ask reading the book that are wondering, is this really accurate? So I want the demons to ask the question that someone might ask, that Satan can respond, and so he can keep clear what he's doing. There are many people who deny the existence of Satan or hell. Even people within the church today, some say, oh, it's just something that someone made up to kind of help us as we push ourselves towards heaven, that, that, that really, it's not real. What would you say to a person like that who picks up this book who would say, well, this is just, this is just you know, a fairy tale? And that's even part of the book. Satan makes the statement, he says, I am a mascot in sports games. I'm someone who goes in the crowd and shakes their hands with a smile. I'm a friendly demon. And Satan makes the point, we want to keep this feeling. We want to keep this. Ad- I'm not someone to fear. I'm not someone who will ruin your family. I'm not someone who is attacking you using the culture. I'm not someone who will drag you down. I'm not someone who celebrates at your defeats. I'm a mascot. I'm a joyful person. Satan kind of goes into that strategy of his that yeah. you don't want to see me as anything to be feared, realizing that I have a wisdom that's perverted and I've watched you every second of your life for a specific strategy to damage you. I haven't watched you because I love you. I've watched you because I'm forming a plan to damage you. And I can't be everywhere at once. So where does Satan go when we flee? Well, he goes to someone who's not fleeing. And so unless we're strategically smart spiritually, he's going to double down on us. He's going to keep coming until we wake up. And he loves tolerance. He loves us asleep. And I think the book is a wake-up call. So far, the comments I've, I keep looking for someone that might be a little bit more pushback. I've been inundated with notes of people I don't know that have emailed me or texted me and said, I, read, I just read your book. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. And I'm waiting for the pushback that said, I know who I'm giving it to. When it first came out, I think it was a three-day wait for the book. Now it's up to about a week and a half because the publisher said they're, they're having to go through another printing to meet the demand, I think it's almost contagious. So it's, it's been fun for me to watch. And I do think the bottom line is the Lord laid this thing on my heart. He opened the doors where it's, it's available at places like Amazon and Walmart and all these places on their websites. 
And he didn't make it available for people not to jump on it. They're jumping on it. Like I say, it's, it's taken a life of its own that, Brian, I never saw coming. And we encourage you to check out this book, The Dragon Lectures, author Gene Tanner, available on Amazon, Walmart, and many other booksellers are, are carrying this. Not a long read. Uh, you can do it in one setting. And as you read it, you'll probably be like me and say, yeah, I know someone that needs to read this book.